When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's your girl Jessie Mae Peluso and the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Welcome, welcome back after a week. Here we are, I'm in a bathtub. Yes folks, that is not studio created sound, that is the sound of me washing my pussy in a bathtub. Oh my god, I shouldn't say pussy so early in the podcast, fuck it, whatever. I'm here to keep it real with you. What do you want from me? I'm going to give you my best. And my best comes with a vagina. A vagine. <laughs> Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm excited to be here in this bathtub. This is where I'm excited to be. I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee, filming something. I can't say what, for who, or how, or when. Well, when, you know when. When is now. Uh, but I'm excited to be here in this cute little town. I'm in the most adorable hotel. And I'm having a fun time. I am going to be, speaking of fun time, and you deserving to have a fun time, I'm going to be, can you hear my feet on the bottom of the tub? (laughs) Some of my, listen, my favorite places to fart, there's a lot. One is an elevator just for the proximity to people, especially if it's a quiet one. You can't always count on what's going to come out of that little pooper shooter, but sometimes like a little quiet fart in an elevator can just... Bring a smile to your face. It, you need to bring a smile to your face as well as to other people's. But my second, close second place to fart is in a bathtub. Because it just, it's, it's got such a duck. It's like, and then it reverberates off the walls. It's great acoustics for flatulence. It's all I'm saying. But back to having fun and you deserving to have it. I am going to bring my crazy ass to Hard Rock Casino in Atlantic City, March 19th, 20th, and 21st of March. The Hard Rock Casino in Atlantic City. Come see your girl at the Howie Mandel Comedy Club. There, oh, I just burped. I'm gross, God. I'm trying to keep it really cute, but there are just noises coming out of me. I'm naked in a bathtub. (laughs) There are a couple weird scalpel sites to get tickets. So you can go to jessiemay.com. And go to my tour page, jessiemay.com forward slash tour, and check out the ticket links there. You can buy tickets. I'm also going to be in Kent, Washington, up in the Seattle area, March 23rd at the Shoreware Center for the Lemon Hazes Uncanny Comedy Festival. I'll be there with Hannibal Burris and a couple other amazing comedians. So check that out. It's going to be a fun festival. Bring all of your cannabis goodies. I take donations. I also will have a merch tent set up where you can buy some apparel. I will have my weed boxes and my jars and my grinders that I have co-collaborated with Hakuna Supply to create for you guys. If you go to hakunasupply.com forward slash Jessie May, you can get all things Jessie May. I've got an amazing stash box made out of real wood that they've created for me. My face is on the box. My face is also on a blunt. Dreams come true. I made it, Mom. I'm on a blunt. I also have a stash jar with my face on it. A couple different sizes of those stash jars. And I have grinders. Happy Weeds Day grinders. I also have a hilarious rolling tray for you to put, you know, whatever you want to roll. It can just be herbs and spices or marijuana. Whatever you prefer, you can roll it right on that tray. 100% wood. A portion of the proceeds from our merch sales will go towards um, the World Wildlife Foundation. This is through Hakuna Supply. They also have a foundation they support in Southern California that helps bring some resources and aid to our homeless veterans in this country, which is just an epidemic. Shout out to anybody who's actively serving military or veterans. You guys and women are, are, are true heroes. So check that out. And also a portion of anything you purchase from me, show tickets, merchandise, anything thereafter, a portion of that will go back to the Alzheimer's Association and Hilarity for Charity who help bring awareness 
and aid to those diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease, which is a disease I lost my father to in October. And it sucks. You know, I'm out here in Tennessee shooting a show. I'm doing the Hard Rock Casino in Atlantic City. Festivals, all these things that I wish my dad was around to enjoy and to share with him. But this disease took him. And unfortunately, that's life sometimes. We have to go through these traumatic, painful experiences that the silver lining of, honestly, can bring us some invaluable lessons about life, love, and our pursuit of happiness. So if you're out there struggling, know you're not alone. We all struggle. So if you um, want to look for a way to give back, I'm trying to provide those outlets for those who live a busy life, you know, not all of us have time to donate our time to charity or to people. But I'll tell you one thing. You get out there and help your neighbor, your friend, or your family. It feels fucking good. It feels great. It's like a healthy heroin. <laughs> I've never done heroin, so I have no business giving you advice, making an analogy about a drug I've never done. Marijuana, on the other hand, love it. Love it. Uh, coming up on this episode of the Sharp Tongue Podcast, one of my favorite comedians, her and I run into each other once in a while. We always laugh so hard. She's got an amazing laugh, an amazing soul. She's just an all-around unicorn in this industry. You might have seen her on Chelsea Lately, Last Comic Standing. We talk about all sorts of stuff. We talk about, you know, the media needing more accountability with their stories, spreading lies and having no real true source. We talk about being broke. We talk about how important it is to reach out to someone in need and also what it's like to age in this industry and what it takes to keep going as a performer. I hope you enjoy this Sharp Tongue podcast episode with my friend, comedian and actress, the hilarious Fortune Feimster. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary. A deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Beamster! What's up, girl? (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about how to become successful. <laughs> yeah, can someone tell us how to become successful? What what are we going to do? You just started a podcast. I did. <laughs> and you're already over it. <laughs> I'm not I love it. I love the content. It's all the other stuff. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. What's but it it's called? It's worth it. It's called Sincerely Fortune. I love that. Hey, thanks. <laughs> I well, I didn't I didn't want to like do a podcast. Everybody's got like or is really good at talking to people. I'm not. Not everybody. <laughs> yes, you are. That's true. Every time you and I have had a conversation, it's been delightful. Well, we're friends. That's We've true. known each other for a while. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't want to have to rely on interviewing people. <laughs> so, you just didn't want to talk <laughs> I didn't want to talk to, to any, anyone. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to do something where once a week I talk, I pick a topic and talk about it in like a more real way like you break down like what's going on yeah like i talked about divorce dating like my parents divorce and how I old were you when they divorced 12 i was about nine yeah and it was just like things that a lot of people have gone through and yeah because like, you know as comedians we make jokes and i still make jokes in there but i was like i want to talk about it in a real way like yeah like just like having journey. yeah yeah and through that you find the jokes yeah there are jokes there and i keep it short 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> Fortune's like in and, and out. anyway. I'm a I'm a great promoter. Check it out. <laughs> no, I think it's you know we were saying like there's we're always searching for like ways to generate new content and it's so we're I'm not a like a 
producer when it comes to this sort of stuff. Like, I, yeah. I don't understand technology. Me neither. Such a learning gap. Oh, me neither. I mean, they add a new filter on Instagram. I'm like, ah! <laughs> I don't know how people... I'm always like, how do they make that thing appear on their Insta story? <laughs> I don't know. It's so it baffling to me. I don't know how I'm going to function in the world in 10 years. <laughs> I know, right? I always think about, like, my mom... Does your mom, like, every time I come home, she's like, hi, I need help with the face space. My mom's <laughs> at, like, such a low level of functionality. She's like, can you set my alarm clock? I'm like, that is something you should know how to do. I mean, like, how did you? S- I set her alarm clock every morning. You do? I did. I don't. I live when? very far. When I was growing up. Oh my god, she couldn't. She, she really couldn't, couldn't set it. And finally, before I went to college, I was like, and I should have, of course, done it ten years earlier. But I was an enabler. <laughs> I was like, I'm teaching you how to do this. This You're is our love. Learn. This is a moment where you need me, and I need it every day. Yeah. <laughs> where did you grow up? I know uh, like, North Carolina. And in- you're. What? <laughs> in your in your what year? I feel like we were oh, in the eighties. Yeah, I yeah. Born. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm already true. I was born in eighty nine. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> Thank How you. How do you like? Do you think about being? A woman in aging in this industry, like, do you does it, no. does it stress you out Never. at all? Right? No, no, no. I do. <laughs> even even uh, s- someone like me <laughs> thinks about it. I only think about it in terms. I'm not worried about like wrinkles and stuff because clearly I didn't. <laughs> I'm not doing a lot to prevent anything. I think about it in terms of my current job, which is I'm a comedian, and it's a silly. It's a fun job but yeah. there's silly parts of it right where sometimes you're in like crazy costumes <laughs> or like i'm on the road and you know you're performing in a bar to like one in the morning and i think sometimes like am i gonna be doing this at when i'm 50 yeah Are, at, will i be in jeans and tennis shoes <laughs> and will like people still pay <laughs> to see me like what is my life gonna be in I 15 know. years you know i think about that too like what you know i remember will you have pink in your hair i mean <laughs> clearly i'm already in a midlife crisis <laughs> this by the way is what happens after your dad dies you're like what can i do to distract myself yeah, pink, pink hair, hair. <laughs> you know whatever it takes whatever it takes but i like i remember starting out in comedy and like seeing a woman who was like, I forget what the comedian's name was, mm-hmm. but she was like in her late fifties yeah. doing jokes about like sex and stuff and like getting very physical with it. And I remember being jarred by it. Oh really? Yeah. And I just like, now I'm closer to that. <laughs> and like, what's gonna, are people going to be jarred by me? Probably. <laughs> They're probably, they probably are now. now yeah. <laughs> very jarred by this comedian. Comedian. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I dress now like I did when I was 16. We both look Does like that we're work? dressed going to the same Does party, Does that work when we're 16? I don't know. Can I still wear... Someone, please tell me. <laughs> Would Can you want to wear... wear that? Yeah. I want to wear jeans and t-shirts for <laughs> the rest too. of my life. Me too. What about sweatpants? I honestly... I love sw- a good sweatpants, but I wear them inside. I'm I classy. had to talk myself out of wearing them today. Yeah. I wanted to wear them outside, but you're right. Sweatpants should stay inside, right? I mean, for the most part. What about Unless the grocery coffee? Okay. The Okay. What about I had a real party? doozy of an outfit <laughs> yesterday to Whole Foods. What was <laughs> I had it? Uggs on. And I had tight sweatpants on. Oh shit, and girl! Fitting shirt. <laughs> I hope. Listen, I'm very happy with my station in life. I'm a prof- working comedian. Yeah, you're with, pro- you're professional. But I'm there's a part of me that just hopes I get to a level where someone's taking a picture of me in a, in a grocery store. <laughs> Look in, in your, in your ill Oh my shirt. God. <laughs> if people, if people took pictures of how I present myself in public, it, I have a lot of embarrassing pictures. <laughs> really? There have been a couple of times when I've randomly walked by an area that is heavily paparazzi'd <laughs> and they're not looking for me. What, just across the red carpet on the Oscars? No, like, yeah. An accident? No, red carpet. <laughs> You know, like certain restaurants, like yeah. uh, Beauty and Essex or something. Right. Catch. Those, like, <laughs> those trendy restaurants. They're waiting for, like, the Kardashians or something. But they're like, oh, I sort of know this girl. She's on something. And they'll take a picture of me. And I won't know I'm t- having a picture taken. 
I have found those pictures like a year later in like oh. Google search or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> I post them on Instagram because I look so bad. My face is all like turned. I look angry. My shirt's too tight. My belly's hanging out. It's, I'm like, and my fiance's like, God, can you at least but, put hair product in? No, but honestly, like, what is the alternative? Like, I don't like know. constantly walking with contour and looking yeah, up I would love to walk sky. with contour. <laughs> Maybe just putting myself together a little, like trying. I guess, but like even that, I feel like comes through bad. Like if you really come trying, out in a leopard print, like just a bodysuit and heels. <laughs> you guys, I'm finally trying, and no one takes a picture of you. No. I'll look the best I've ever <laughs> yeah, looked. The best you have a fan. You have someone with like a portable yeah, fan and a no, Beyonce moment. No one cares. I don't know, man. I don't know what's gonna happen when we get older. If we're <sighs> still gonna be okay on stage, I don't know. What? Ha- Let's this... make all the money we can. <laughs> I know now. we gotta hurry up and just. <laughs> we're save even it. Like doomsday preppers for our career. <laughs> Just shoving money in cans Just in the basement. Keep, get the ham and put it in the storage <laughs> building. We don't know what's happening in 10 years. Get the ham. Get the ham. The canned ham. Have you ever eaten canned ham? No. Really, North Carolina? Don't, don't you judge. <laughs> My mom you used to, well, I'm from judge. upstate, and she used you to give us. Upstater. <laughs> Canned Vienna sausages. Yankee. Do you know those? Uh, those I've eaten in Pigs in a Blanket. Hello. Yeah. Oh, but man. like canned ham, I haven't. That is gross. <laughs> gross. <laughs> were you jarred by, speaking of gross, were you jarred by Jesse Smollett, the whole situation? I don't understand it. I it's don't either. Thing. And I, it's, I haven't like really put any opinions out there because every day there's some a new story like now they're like well he didn't pay them 35 and i'm like well what which is it what is it like you like everyone was certain three days ago he wrote them a check for 3500 <laughs> now he hasn't paid them but he offered you know what i mean so it's can't like, we just get a copy of the check and see can I we know. just call the bank so i'm the whole thing i hope i don't even know what i hope i if he did what they're saying he did it would be it would be so mind-boggling because it wasn't like he was some like uh, you know, non-working actor yeah. that needed attention. I'm like, he's on yeah. a top show. I'm like, you were like, yeah, top show, like five million Instagram followers, singing. People, what were, more do you need? What more do you what need? What more is there? Oh, so like, I, I don't know. But then if it's like he, this, they did do this to him, and he did not know about it, it would really suck that he's basically losing everything. Because, but but there's so many things that don't add up that you're like it, something happened. Obviously something shady happened. Something shady happened. And my thought, I've had the thought of what if uh-huh. the whole thing is a hoax? Even the like information a, of it, like and we're one, just being pulled along. Yeah, Someone seeing how far they can t- they can add information. He's put a YouTube video out soon of how this is like him and the Chicago how police you can, like uh, manipulate. Media, media and people yeah who knows that would he needs to come up with that i mean they just have to like this is this is becoming like longer than law and order has been on tv yeah but i mean you know obviously there he wasn't being truthful because he said it was two white guys and they yelled maga i'm like but wasn't it turned out to be two, two nigerians yes that's the thing so that's when your his credibility is being questioned because already that a lie and then what is what is the punishment for something like that what do you think if if it is a lie and like you know you're a part of the lgbtq community i sure am like as as a member of yeah. that and you know somebody who i'm sure you've experienced you know oppression and people treating you like shit because of mm-hmm. who you are what do you think if he did lie what do you think he should be i his mean punishment should be the punishment is beyond you know social uh, reactions. It's a federal offense. Yeah. So who knows what will happen there? He looks like he's hired pretty big lawyers, but I mean, you know, the the more significant matter is that there are a lot of people who are killed because of their sexuality or you know trans people or race. People are you know experiencing um harassment yep and so you 
you don't want it to be a situation where now people are like, oh, well, I, I don't believe you now because this yeah. guy. When you're like, the facts show that it does happen and it happens a lot more than than it does that people are making it up. You know right, what I mean? Right, and then you're, it's just kind of like rape cases. It's the yeah, same thing. same thing. It's the same thing. And then you're like, oh, everybody's lying yeah. about being raped. You gotta like, you know... And, and I don't want to be the person that presumes guilt before, you know, innocence, because that would suck to be falsely accused of yeah. something, you know. But you you also want, if someone has been victimized, to be believed and heard. And stuff like this does not help. It doesn't. I think what's going to happen, my, one of my projections is maybe people will stop jumping on yeah. And being like, you gotta save him. We gotta protect him. We gotta protect her. And but but like, the, it's media though. Let it chill for a minute. It's social media. Once it's it's like it's wildfire. One person tweets one thing, and then like sixty thousand people retweeted it. <laughs> you know, like in a matter of like it's gone crazy. Thirty minutes. Yep. It's just because we're living in a society where everything's very immediate. Like here's news. Boom. News. 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 Yep. This happened. Titties. But news. No, yeah, titties. Titties. News. <laughs> but no one's sifted through it yet because it used to be back in the day you'd get it something would happen in the morning you'd hear about it at 6 p.m in the yeah night you'd have to news. wait for the paper the to paper come to your come house the next day now it's like this happened this happened this yep happened. but there's no one being like hey let's wait a second <laughs> let's just wait the facts everyone's just like get it out there yep. for these other 50 people do it's just a it's just like a way to like <clears throat> it also sells a lot exactly it sells a lot of you know quote-unquote papers but Our like, modern paper is a tweet now, but it was like the elections. There yeah. Was, who could tell what stories were real or not? Because, and you just, one person likes it, 20 more people like it, it suddenly it's fact. Yeah. Just and because it, people have yeah, liked retweeted it. it. Oh, it's fact. <laughs> no so one's checking anything a, at all. It's a tough time information wise to it know. It is the truth and i look back because like when when things are trending i'll read on twitter like what's trending mm -hmm. and i'll write like a joke and i'll draft it because oh, i'll you'll wait. say that's good and i look back and honestly 95 percent. i'm so ever, glad you I don't didn't. ever <laughs> no i usually on something big like that i wait a minute and i you know even with jesse i think i had posted something but i never jumped on the maga yeah. bandwagon because it that was too that part was like too, i don't know if that's true right i just felt know, too i just know that people are hurt uh, yeah and um not particularly him but i know people get hurt people are targeted for you know being a minority sometimes or being a gay whatever person. yeah so my thing was just like hey let's we gotta look out for each other and which is a broad statement of like let's look you know things like this happen we gotta look out for each other we it do. wasn't but i don't want to be that person that's like see you guys if you, <laughs> you know that's where you get into trouble well, people are militant about it yeah they're like why devils <laughs> it's like wait whoa whoa everybody yeah. just calm down <laughs> i know okay there are a, a bunch of white devils out there but not all white people are the devil no and and not all not, gay yeah. people can be trusted. Not, it's, it's just it's, it's, it's a scenario for every person, every race, yeah. every gender, every sexuality. You know, it all there are bad apples everywhere. Yeah, there's a lot in my family. <laughs> we, we blame you for the white devil. But so to generalize any race, any person you know any group it it's, just doesn't it's work a tricky you can't do it you can't yeah. it just doesn't work you cannot generalize any group yeah and the, like when something like this happens it, it really except divides for, except for nazis you yeah can't, you can totally you generalize, can generalize them. Nazis. <laughs> nazis are definitely you can all those stereotypes are exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the oscars last night i did yeah what'd you think I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, it made me worried though. Now I was like, oh, I, you know, I think as comedians, we're like, maybe one day I'll get to host. <laughs> Probably not. But now you're like, oh, it did totally fine without a host. Yeah, maybe there will never be a host. It again. did do totally fine. Although I did like uh, Amy and yeah. all them together in the front. Oh, that, Amy, yeah. Tina, and Maya. I thought they were fun. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. I was only the I liked the song in the beginning, but it made me feel like we were about to watch the Grammys. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's weird that this is the, I like the like montage of, in the beginning where the host is like singing a song. 
I like that. It, kinda, stuff, it opens you know? it up. It yeah. keeps it like glamorous in Hollywood. And I like a little monologue, but I those I I love those women. I was like, why didn't they just be the host? I thought the literally same all thing. they would have had to do was like five minutes more. Yeah, that's it. Of what they did. Another couple. Give us a couple other sketches. Yeah. Give us some like comic relief. I would have loved that. Yeah, I would have loved it too. But what was nice is that. Normally, the writers for the Oscars are whoever the host hires. Right. So sometimes they can be a miss. Yep. This time, the Academy just hired good writers. They did. The, they the did writing was job. good. Yeah. yeah. The writing, I thought, was much better than it had been in the past couple uh-huh. years. So I, now I would be like, all right, we can have a host. You guys can hire writers, but we're also yeah. hiring some writers. <laughs> yeah. Know? I really, in my mind, I just... I want to live inside of A Star is Born. I want to live inside that movie. So that just movie? Like, yeah, I don't know why. It's just like where, that. Like, where would you be in that world? Her friend? Bradley Cooper's taint. <laughs> Come on. Uh, what did you think about them like totally just finger blasting? I, 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 can I say fucking? Yeah, say whatever you want. They were just eye fucking each other like yeah, crazy. They were. I think they were. I think they wanted that moment to feel feel like the characters are back on stage yeah. not not gaga and bradley it was yeah Allie and which i've got mixed emotions about that because tell me he's got a baby mama she's gross <laughs> <laughs> you're just saying that she's that. actually jealous gorgeous she's so gorgeous but she's also gross <laughs> but i see like okay you did that for the movie because it's a movie you're right. playing pretend but this is a performance yeah you don't need to make people believe that you are those people. Fortune, some of us are mad the movie's over. Some of us so are upset. I would have been like, really? Really? <laughs> you got to go up there and I fuck her? Okay. As Bradley's girl? Yeah. I, yeah. That, that would be, I couldn't be his girlfriend. I mean. I would be like, ah. You already uh, did it in the movie. Me. I would have yeah, like gotten yeah. up like, "Hello." Yeah, this is a per- <laughs> this is a performance at the Oscars. <laughs> You're playing yourself now. We get it. The movie's over, Bradley. Yeah, that's how I'd have been. I mean, he sat right next to her. I hope he bought her a very expensive present because he, he did. It was I his dick in a fuck, box. He, I fucked the shit. He did at a Gaga, and she did back. They she were just did. Like, oh my god! I know. I squirted a little. <laughs> God. <laughs> he's just that's my you wish, dude you wish you were gaga in that moment i mean not not so much wish i was gaga because this, the self-tanner was on fire last yeah. night i mean homegirl looked like a chicken that had been overcooked yeah but she was still gorgeous he was very tan too he was very tan he had that like dirty man living in a desert tan he had yeah. that, like you know like that cheek that just got charred by the right. sun on a, like you know yeah, just well, like a binger well, like a mom, bender his mom was like looked super jersey i don't know where she's from <laughs> is she, she from was philadelphia like, so tan <laughs> and she had like diamond sunglasses on i'm like she is lady gaga like yeah. his mom Uh-oh. is the 70 year old version of lady gaga Bro. look at my instagram i posted a picture really yeah and you know a little bit of us always kind of tries to find our parents yeah. and our loved ones just a little bit do you think that eventually he's gonna end up with gaga or this that is all amazing. just like from you know they're just trying to get everyone's heartstrings to i buy mean the soundtrack in my heart of hearts it's real <laughs> in my heart they're totally love. yeah but then it's a good thing it's a good device to get people to go see the movie again or to watch yeah. it in the first time in it's the first working. place they probably say to each other let's go i fuck the shit out of each <laughs> other and get our song to number one one. I they probably did. They're they're business people. They are business people at the end of the day. Yeah. Who's your like who's your Hollywood like Bradley Cooper's my guy? D- who's my Hollywood yeah, who's crush? Your, who's your Hollywood crush? Um <laughs> gosh, who would be my Hollywood crush? Or who was your crush as like a child? Like who did you I loved like the sweet like girl next door types like Sandra Bullock and Jennifer really? Aniston. Yeah. Oh my god. I like the sweet I didn't I didn't like like Angelina Jolie or I was like, oh no. Too she, she's, she's like dead too, inside. Yeah, she's just too um I don't know, gritty too, yeah, or something for me. Too dirty. Yeah. 
I like the sweet ones that are like helping people in movies. Yeah, you didn't want you don't want a girl who's got blood in a vial around no. her neck. You mean that doesn't work I, for I you? I was not into that. So Jennifer Aniston, do you remember like liking Jennifer Aniston as a, like a younger? I just thought she was so pretty. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't like obsess over any your of gr- them. Your girl kind of has a Jen Aniston thing going on. Like yeah, girl she, next door, pretty. She's very pretty. Blonde. Mm-hmm. She got blue eyes. Yeah. So you're searching for Jennifer Aniston? Is that what's happening? <laughs> I found her. <laughs> you found her. <laughs> <laughs> Jen Aniston. Yeah, she's like fifty something. She's still looking she great. Looks great. And so does Sandra Bullock. It's that money. That's that money. Yo, you, they got money rich and bitch gene- face and genetics. They got and genetics. really good genetics. But also, for sure, I know they probably take such good care of themselves. I'm sure. Yeah. They don't. I'm just eating whatever the I'm like. I want a cupcake. I'm eating a cupcake. <laughs> they Jenna Jenna probably hasn't eaten a cupcake in six months. No, she don't eat cupcakes, and if she does, she's going to rehab for two weeks yeah. afterwards. So there's a, they look that way for a reason. She probably hydrates with the tears of children from Mexico and smart water. Yeah, and That's smart water. What, That's smart what water smart water is. <laughs> <laughs> the tears of pure children in third world areas in the world. Oh, she's the best, though. They're really sweet ladies. Are they? Yeah, I've met them. You've worked, have you worked with, you worked with I worked Jennifer. Jen, yeah, I played her Uber driver. That's right. In an office Christmas party. That's right. She's awesome. She's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's very much like, just, you know, how's your, how are things? How's your mom? Oh, you that's know? so sweet. Yeah. No wonder. And inside your mind, you're like, ooh, how you doing? How you doing? I don't know why that's your inner thought to me. <laughs> no, I don't think of her in that way now. Right. I, I think she's beautiful, but now I'm just like, oh, I really want to work with her again. That's so cool. Like, yeah. what, what was your first movie that you did? Um, That was the first, like, block, blockbuster yeah. movie. I'd done, like, some indies, but mostly I've done t- TV. Yeah. Yeah. Do you prefer one or the other? Like, I've never gotten a chance to be like a lead in a movie, so I don't know like what, or or even a, a significant part where you're there like for two months. Yeah, I've never experienced that. I usually come in for like a couple of days and leave. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. You'd I be mean, great as a lead. You'd be hilarious. Well, I've sold two movies, and I'm hoping we'll see. I sold them to Amblin. You know, that's awesome. Even Spielberg's company. Yeah. So one is being decided on soon. And if it goes, I would be one of the leads. That would be amazing. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I freaked out when I saw you <laughs> as uh, the Uber driver. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. There's Fortune. I had and it was bo- so funny. Oh, thank you. It was awesome. It was so fun to do. They let Did they me, let you roll? They let me make yeah. up the whole thing. Um, so that's nice when you have directors who just trust you. They're like, yeah. we know you do improv. We know you are stand-up. Just do it. Who who directed that movie? Um, These two guys. I can't even... <laughs> We'll just Will, figure Will. it out. Will and Bill. Will and bro- Will and Jolly Bob. Their last name. Jolly Bob and Will. <laughs> God, <laughs> I'm terrible with names. It's fine. I'm so terrible. We're so busy. We're so busy. We can't think of names of directors. God. <laughs> I had booked the movies are hard. I I love TV because it's more reliable. Yeah. And movies are hard. I booked the um lead in a movie a year and a half ago. It was gonna be one of four leads. And the director was, like, uh, scouting and everything. And then the movie fell apart. Ugh, and that's the nature of this business. Yeah. And, I mean, it was going to be a big break for me, you know? And it just... How did that... Done. What did you do when you found out? Died. <laughs> I'm a ghost now. No, um, <laughs> no, you just kind of... You're just like, oh, that sucks. Because you, you can't get too emotionally invested in any you of it. You can't, but there's this industry is heartbreaking. It's hard. It's... I... I one of my biggest heartbreaks was I sold my own pilot, my own story to ABC, and I shot it for it um, with uh, Tina Fey was the producer. I remember that. This was like two two years ago. Uh, or last 2015. Year? Okay, yep. And um, I that was a t- we shot it, and it was such a beautiful experience. It was so funny. Annie Potts played my mom, uh, and it was a great great cast, and everyone got along. You know, we just wanted to like. I remember we said, I just want to live in this moment. Like the way I want to live in a stars, you know. Born. Yeah, See? you just want it, you know, because you know, like <clears throat> when you're shooting a pilot, it is a weird feeling because you're like, this could go on to be many years of yep. something, or it could go Drop away forever dead. and never be seen or heard of again. And it, you know, <laughs> you put your blood, sweat, and tears in it for for a year, and then it just it just disappears like it never happened. Were you? Did you get depressed or anything after that? Like, I got I 
I mean, I've been told no so many times. Yeah, that's so, a part of this you whole know? thing. That's a part of the game. But that one did sting more than anything. Yeah. I th- maybe because it was my own story. It was called Family Fortune. And um and and it was such a wonderful experience. And I, ha- I had such a great s- system in place. Like mm-hmm. the co-creator was a writer on 30 Rock. He would have assembled an amazing writer's room. Yep. Tina Fey was an awesome fucking tina fey yeah (laughs) everything (coughs) excuse me everything was set up for it to you know to be successful right and so uh saying goodbye to that was uh it hurt my it hurt my heart for sure (laughs) it's difficult i I think it did keep me from developing for like a year i like put my computer down i was like (laughs) i can't and i went on to do the mindy project so i got to just be an actor for a while it's it's definitely a hard career and a lot of the you know for comedians our failures for the most part are witnessed on stage (laughs) very public (laughs) knows on the production side no one sees that besides people who are already in the industry so to keep going it is difficult sometimes you know to keep finding the the motivation to Mm -hmm. like all right well that just ripped my heart out let's go get my heart ripped out again and people have been like i miss you on tv i'm like well i was in like (laughs) eight guest stars last year <laughs> yeah and i Do you watch tv because i'm know? in everything and i was like and i sold two movies <laughs> like you know you're yeah. just like you're like oh okay like <laughs> yeah you're like, what else do you want from me god i know it, it's so. it's definitely you know it's a brutal brutal industry yeah and we're also delicate but we love it and we would never do anything else. No, you can know? you imagine working at a Home Depot? No, I mean even when I was on Chelsea lately, I was behind a desk, and yeah. The, and I loved working there, and I love my coworkers. But the act of sitting at a desk from nine to six killed me. Yeah, I mean that killed just, me. That's that goes against everything that we are as a human. Yeah, it really it takes us out of nature. I had to ask permission to go get a coffee, you know, around the corner. You did. Like you, you couldn't just go get a coffee and no, ask. You'd have to be like, "Hey, Who, Chelsea." No, <laughs> she didn't care. <laughs> Who what, the fuck did she you didn't have to care ask? what we did? But there, you know, that it was run from other people, very structured. So you would have to. It was run like a corporate office. That's so, fucked up. So people would think, "Oh, it's because there were." I mean, we did have like margarita Fridays, but like, you know, <laughs> no tequila. It's just the mix. <laughs> but it was only last for an hour. Yeah. And then after that, you're back at your desk. Then you're rip shit wasted. Yeah. Like I want to keep going after so, that. If, you know, even the most fun shows are still corporate. Yeah. It's still, like you gotta clock in, clock out. Don't be late. How long Dude. were you on Chelsea? Uh, I was a writer for three years. And, yeah. Um, uh, writer roundtable for four total. That's uh, that show like put a lot of comedians like it made yeah. comedy cool again. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's still not anything like it. No, there isn't. And I don't know that anyone could quite do what she did because she assembled all these comics in a way that I don't know. It would take a certain type of person to be able to do that. Yeah, you know? to wrangle all that and sort yeah. of be like the nucleus of it without stealing the show every single time like yeah. a lot she allowed people to do their to thing do their thing yeah and sort of shine in their own way yeah it was awesome i mean this is what gave me a career yeah i i i applied to that job as a writer yeah and uh i didn't think in a million years i would get it and what was that see now there's a high for your career you know i mean that was early on yeah i mean how did that feel when did you get a call or an email or did they send a homing pigeon to your house <laughs> yes i had <laughs> it got pigeon. the job <laughs> i i submitted like with everyone like they got like 300 submissions and uh i you know had not been on anything but last comic standing and um i had no credits and my manager was like why don't you try and i'm like <laughs> okay <laughs> but like you know they're not gonna hire me <clears throat> but i did i submitted and uh, I didn't hear anything for a month. So I, you just like go on. You set it and forget it. That's what I always yeah. say in this industry. Any work you do, you set it and forget you it. Get, and you, you go. forget it because it's months, months, months yep. went by. And then they called me in for a meeting with the producers. And um, and that was good. And then like they were like a couple of days later, like, all right, you're going to meet Chelsea. But like, you know, eight people were going to meet Chelsea that right. day. And uh, I now that I know Chelsea, I got... I got lucky. I mean, luckily I, I had skills, but Oprah I, says there is no such thing as luck. Well, it was preparation meeting opportunity, <laughs> as Oprah says. Yes. Um, 
I was the first one to meet her in the group of eight that morning. Ooh, first impression. Well, I know Chelsea now. She does not like to spend time doing things like that. Right. So I had a meeting with her. She liked me. She didn't want to meet any more people. I got the meeting. Oh, I got the job. That was it. <laughs> she didn't meet anybody else. Well, they didn't tell me at the time. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know who she met or who if she went into other. I, I'm 100% sure she probably canceled the rest of the meetings because she what if you were the second one you might not have gotten the gig exactly because i had seen her on her own sitcom be like she said i don't want to drive over the hill just give the job to so-and-so what yes (laughs) so (laughs) it was kind of that's where i'm at in my life i don't want to go there it was a little bit of luck i mean i had prepared i was very you know i had skills i had been at groundlings for Many years. Right. You were working and honing And your she liked art. me. And I just happened to be first. That's you know wild. I mean? And that yeah. whole thing like that, you know, that was a good gig for you. Yeah. For they all called those me comics. and like offered it to me the next day. I was like, because I thought she hated me. I called my manager. I was like, I didn't get it. She <laughs> we up. always think, don't you think she that so many times? She stood up in the middle of our, my interview, like <gasps> mid-sentence. And she was like, okay, thank you for coming. She just cut you off? Yeah. I was like, oh. Okay. Mid-sentence was like, go, go, leave my office. It was like she stood up and said, thanks for coming <laughs> and left. I kind of like that. I know. When you she, know what you like. She knows what she knows. Yeah. I've done that in dates. She's like, very okay. specific about Thank what you she can go. Yeah. She just gets a vibe, you know? Yeah. And they called me the next day and I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it because I was broke. I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills. Wow. There's so many situations like that. Yeah. I mean, I was like, you know, where you're like, I have until this time and then I have no money. Yep. I was beyond that time. Yeah. And there's been so many times yeah. like that where you're like, I've had those moments where I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to survive. Yeah. And then just a check will show up or a gig will happen. Yeah. And you're like, and it almost like, I don't like to get, fuck that. I always try. I, I've been telling myself to stop making apologies for how I think. Yeah. I believe that there are things in the universe yeah. that just sort of keep you on a path. For hundred percent. Like, there's been moments where literally traveling through airports or just, you know, mm-hmm. you, our career is great and fun. And we've talked about that. But the the things we have to do to keep going, like the mm. travel, the hotel, the being away from our fiancés and our family, yeah. that is so hard and exhausting. Yeah. I've had those moments. I don't, I'm sure you have maybe where you're just like, I don't. Can I go on like this? Uh-huh. I don't know if I can go. Like, am I doing what I should be doing? Right. Everyone has that in their life yeah, where they course. doubt what they're doing. And I swear to you, Fortune, there's been a few times in the past, in this past year, mm-hmm. with at the wake of losing my father and then like s- trying to find motivation to keep going where I'm mm-hmm. like, I can't do it. Somebody will come up to me and be like, I, lo- I love you. Mm-hmm. You're one of my favorite comedians yeah. or I listen to your podcast or uh-huh. I just saw you on this in these moments where I'm yeah, at my lowest. For sure. And these people or <clears throat> things pop up. I believe it 100%. And that's why it's important to just, you know, reach out and say, when you feel that. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone's been talking about it, but Brody was mm-hmm. a, a reoccurring guest on Chelsea. Do you remember him yeah. coming on that show? And I mean, he was the warm-up comedian yep. for the first half. <clears throat> By the time I got there, he was not doing that. Right. He would do it sometimes. And then he, and then she hired him back to come do the round table. Yes. I mean, he's a guy everyone loves, but I, I have had friends in the past who've committed suicide and were the beloved person. And, you know, you just wish they knew, like I, you see all the yeah. people memorializing them now. And you're like, did they know that? I, know, I thought know? that this morning. I was just did like, it's know? still going. Yeah. All these videos of people are watching and laugh, finding joy from him. And you're like, ugh. And that's did the irony of that. It? Yes. Know? It's like, they I don't feel know. Deprived yeah. And- like people just aren't get like reaching out to people enough when they're here. But you know, when you add uh mental illness, that's bipolar stuff. Yeah. You know, th- your brain goes to a place that where reason doesn't it doesn't exist, exist and, and people who there's a fine line and there's there are there's a spectrum of mental illness and depression and when people mm-hmm. say you know oh they took their lives that's selfish you can't even imagine where yeah, they were you at. don't know you don't yeah. know it, it 
you think somebody really wants to leave people in pain? Yeah, I, it's it's a very complicated. It's very hard, complicated. I don't judge anyone's path. You know, like no. people are doing the best they can. Yeah, some, some win and some don't, and you don't know why some are able to overcome it and others aren't. And and everyone's built chemically different. Yep. And some people, and you know, people can say, "I would never," but you're not chemically right. Built you would never in that way exactly. that that person is. So I don't it, judge. Our lives are essentially something we're building. And yeah. we, everyone needs tools mm-hmm. to build a life. Yeah. From emotional tools to tangible ones. And people with mental illness, they need an extra tool in order to know what tools yeah. to use to get through something. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those tools are missing. And medi- medication's complicated. Yes. Dosage is complicated. Especially in this country. It's all a thing that, you know, it all play it plays into it. And, yeah. And... It's it's all just at the end of the day like super sad. It is super sad, and it, it the the thing that you know the the silver lining is seeing how loved he was, mm-hmm. and it's such a reminder that your your as a as a performer, mm-hmm. your art that you put out ripples through people's lives in a yeah. way sometimes you don't even see, and most people don't see it. Right? You know, there you know there there's so many comics who their whole life is putting out content to make people happy to make people laugh and they'll never know the reward of it, what it did to someone, you know, for someone, how it helped them through someone. Cause it's, you're just putting things out in the world right now. We don't know who's listening. We don't know what someone's going through. Someone could have my mom and your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Our two moms are really loving this podcast, but someone could have heard you say like, you're really struggling. And then you got a sign that you're on the right path. And they might be like, Oh my God, like that's happening to me. Like I, I'm questioning my path and, I, that's the sign I needed, you know, yep. like you just don't know. You never know. You no. never know how you're going to touch somebody's life. But I say, if, you know, we're all guilty of living our lives and doing our own thing and not reaching out when you can. If you think nice things about people or you appreciate something in someone, tell them, you know, yeah, like, it's why so not? simple. Why not? I've started to do that more where it's just like, yeah. I'm thinking of you. I hope you're well. Mm-hmm. And I just a few days ago that happened and somebody was going through something yeah and they kind of needed need a little thing they needed yeah. a little thing and it was just from me being like oh hey how are you yeah it's just you know one of the crazy things about still reading people sharing stories about brody and yeah and all, like everybody in the industry and people even outside yeah. of our industry yeah baseball teams. baseball yeah. coaches and mm-hmm. you know producers and um dick van dyke mentioned him mm-hmm. like that's that's a comedy legend yeah remembered meeting him and seeing him and remembered him performing mm-hmm. and like that's yeah. just so it, that's wild to me yeah and some people just like we said you know they don't have what they need to get through it mm-hmm. and also maybe maybe some people just want to go what I, do you think about I don't that know. i mean i don't i think if he was i can't pretend to even know what was going on i'm i love brody and know him but i wasn't like one in his inner circle you know i don't know what he was going through but i don't know i think in in the right frame of mind i don't know that he would have wanted to go but i don't know yeah you know i don't know what he where he was at yeah at before that night you know because sometimes those you know things are tricky because it will turn your it it is it's like a turn your brain right into something somewhere go somewhere else in a matter of seconds yep you know it's a mean? switch yeah you're right so it's hard to know it is hard to know and what for you like have you ever suffered through depression i mean i've suffered through depression but i think i've had like moments i mean i've it's not something i struggle with right it's not been a recurring theme in my life and but i mean there were times in my life where there was like down times yeah. where I'm sure I was going through depression of about something. And, and, you know, I think when I first started touring actually, and, uh, <laughs> what, 2010, I, uh, when I started touring, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I did too. It's like so hard. Did you ever walk into a hotel and just start crying? Yeah. Like, Fuck. I'd call my mom and be like, I, what am I doing? <laughs> Cause you know, people didn't know who I was. Yep. I was like in know, some hope bunk oh, in some worst, shitty hotel. I had, I had no money. Yep. It was cold. And I'm like, 
by the airport hotel and i'm just <laughs> yeah. like what i i graduated summa cum laude what am i doing uh, I i'm could, breathing in jet fuel Ma. i could be in grad school <laughs> yeah you're just like and i think that depressed me a little bit <laughs> and there was a part of me that's like should i go on medication but then I thought, no, I think I can get, I think I can find my way out of this. Yeah. And, but you know, some people, my mom had depression. She's needed help with medicine. You know, everyone's different. I mean, for me, like I 95% of the time wake up happy, genuinely happy. And I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. But that's not to say in like five years, I might not have a, you know, a spout of something and it will be harder to get through that day. i have that once a month for three or four days yeah but is just, that your period it's just my period <laughs> <laughs> right literally have three days where i'm like i just want to murder uh, everybody i want to eat everything men have no idea you guys have no idea, have no idea. <laughs> you don't even know why do i even have mine i don't even want kids <laughs> not fair not, can't lesbians have a checkbox be like yeah i don't want that we part. don't need we it. don't need that i mean some lesbians want to have kids but i wish i at least had a choice like, where i would like to mark the box of not having my period thank you thank you keep bye. Thank you, bye where can people find you and your podcast uh fortunefemes.com i'm on tour i'm going lots of places shit girl when does this come out uh right now it's live oh, no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> next week okay i'm in london next week oh. for all you uk folks at the soho theater uh and then uh kansas city st louis tacoma fortunefemster.com fortunefemster.com and then my podcast is sincerely fortune find it on itunes Ooh, fancy because you and i dug deep today yeah it's I like, like to dig deep a little. Yeah. I like to, you know, because that's where the funny lives. That's right. Yeah. I dig deep on there just without interviewing anyone. <laughs> I think it's great. I have to go really inward. <laughs> I wish Bradley would But go my inward. partner, Jack, she she does uh, quite a few with me. Oh, really? So that helps. Ooh. Yeah. So we... I learn new things every week, that's even about good. her. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's good, Fortune. She's a kindergarten teacher, so this whole world is very... That's kinky. ...new to her. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I love you, Fortune. I love you, Jesse Mae. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>